This week on Carolina Sports Talk, it's an all-football episode. Are you ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, email us, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. You can also join the conversations going on on our Facebook page, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. So we are excited about this brand new, all new prime time Wednesday episode. As always, I got my main man and yours, DJ High Star, in the building. What's good with you, bro? Yeah. What's good, man? What's good? Uh... Cooling, my dog. How you been, man? Been been a whole minute since I seen my dog. But what's good with you, man? I am. I am chilling. Happy homecoming week to happy homecoming to, to all those there, on the hilltop. Uh, high. You know. Right, and uh, shout out to Carolina Sports Talk Nation, um, and you know I'm 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 chilling out. I know that always every year when homecoming comes around, it is also Big Cliff's birthday, y'all. That comes around. At the same time. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got I gotta go and get yeah, to you. Yeah, gotta, 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 wait, wait. Queens, Happy, birthday Happy birthday to him. I, I don't, don't care. care. Good luck. <laughs> Saturday, November 19th. You already know it's going down, baby. Let's get it. So I wanted to start the week off. Here we uh, go. With a, with, a, with a birthday present, man. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Oh, 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 you about okay. Well, apparently you got a little birthday present for me. Hold on, let's see what city we've got going on. Top two unit in the NFL, the kicking game. Both our punter. And our kicker. Now, we know that the punter was an all-pro last year, pro bowler, uh, Super Bowl champion in Mr. Hecker. But Eddie Pinheiro is, or Pinaro, or, you know. That's a fine. <laughs> Eddie P. Eddie is definitely uh, a, a more than worthy feeling after having an injury earlier on in the season. He stepped in and has been been doing a great job. And both of them rank statistically in top two in just about every kicking category. So shout out to them boys. Without the kicking game, without the offense, we would have lost that game. Excuse me, without the defense, we would have lost that game. So shout out to them. And, and Bro. Happy birthday <laughs> to him. For those who may have missed it, that came from our Boston Tea Party episode back in September where rightfully so, I was giving the kicking game at that point in the season their accolades. Our punter is still coming off of a Pro Bowl season, probably likely to have another Pro Bowl season. Eddie Pinaro at the time was statistically ranked in the top two at that time. Ain't nobody tell him to have the yips the same way that apparently we have caused some yips for some other kickers by giving them their props. Like, it's an announcer's curse. It happens in kicking and with football. You know what I mean? What, 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 do, you, what do you want me to do, bro? What do you want me to do? 
what this is this is the thing I want you to do. I just want you to Here we go. to me clear. Because the uh because you kinda this is what you do all the time, you know. You 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 spin the arguments, you know what I mean? The original but yeah, yeah. I'm listening again. Is, for the audience, his eyebrows are raised. But <laughs> you um the original argument was simply that you included Eddie Pinero in your you know diatribe mm-hmm. or whatnot talking about a kicking and game you was yeah and in the conversation you were saying no i was only talking about the punning game and then what did i say what did i say if i talked about him it was for that point in time and that's a wrap because at the end of the day in that point in time Guess it was real sports talk nation soon after big cliff talked about uh atlantis kicker who at that point in time was good. I can't talk about the future. You jinxed the man. Nah, I did I did jinx, buddy. We'll talk about it in just a second when we jump into the scores. But y'all happy birthday, man. Yeah. I, I, let's, you know what? Let, let's go ahead on and get it. Just give me give me one more one one my one more. I appreciate it, my dog. <laughs> Even though that was yeah, this dude here. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into some of this football that we talked about. Bro, let's go ahead and get some of these NFL scores. What you say? For sure. Week 10, the beginning of the second half of the season, started off on Thursday night with the Carolina Panthers taking care of business against the Atlanta Falcons. That is loud. I know, be easy. I heard it too that time, bro. The Panthers taking care of business against the Atlanta Falcons, 25-15. Seahawks traveling to Germany to lose to the Buccaneers, 16-21. Lions take care of the Bears, 31-30. Browns fall to the Dolphins, 39-17. Titans over the Broncos, 17-10. Vikings in a shocker, thriller of a game over the Bills in overtime. Definitely going to dig into that one a little bit, 33-30. Giants taking care of business against the Texans, 24-16. The Chiefs take care of business with the Jaguars, 27-17. The Saints fall to the Steelers, 20-10. The Colts with a whole lot going on in the debut of their new head coach, 25 to 10, excuse me, 25 to 20 over the Raiders. And then we've got Cardinals, 27 over the Rams, 17. The Cowboys suffering a loss to the Packers in stunning fashion, 31-28. 49ers over the Chargers, 22-16. And then in Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles suffer their first loss of the season by a score of 32 to 21, losing to the Commanders. Bro, <laughs> These numbers give you a little a little razzle dazzle tonight. <laughs> the numbers said happy birthday. Yeah, clearly. Hello. But now, nah, bro, a lot of good football, man. Where where do you want to start, man? What what games kind of stood out to you? And I know we'll definitely dive into the five picked by the staff here at Carolina Sports Talk. But what yeah, kind of stood out to you first, man? Uh a lot of upset football. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of close games as well. I think that I would like to start with the Green Bay game. As you mentioned and kind of, you know, mentioned it tongue in cheek and said, you know, that it was, uh, um, that it, you know, you said it surprisingly, in other words. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain matchups in the, in the NFL that uh, both teams, either side, depending on what quarterback has been starting and, and the coaching that's been there, one team owns the other. And that's one situation, like, since Aaron Rodgers has been with uh, the Packers and starting, that's one matchup that he gets up for. You know what I mean? 
Wow. Yeah, definitely. We uh we we see that if you remember a couple of years back, all the way down to the Dez, was it a catch? Was it not? It's definitely a game that Aaron Rodgers um, gets up for. I didn't. I've got to be honest. In, with all of that being said, the way that they've been playing this year, I didn't see that coming. Um, but the young man, uh, what, what, what's the receiver that stepped up for the Packers? Matter of fact, don't tell me because. I'm going to tell you, it was Christian Watson. Ha <laughs> ha. The, 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 that young man had four receptions, 107 yards, 26.8 and th- uh, average, and three touchdowns out of nowhere. I didn't think he had the receivers. When I heard that um, it was him, it was Watson, Watkins, and Lazard, I fully expected the Cowboys to take care of business there. But now, now they played a good game, and I, I'm interested in seeing what Watson does moving forward with the remainder of the season, especially since I went and picked him up on Fantasy um, I'm hoping that he doesn't do us like the light flex. Eh, I just, you know, I'd be on a wave of wire and whatnot, paying attention. But uh, <laughs> I hope that uh, that wasn't a mistake, like leaving Aaron Jones out of the lineup in fantasy was for me. It literally cost me a matchup that could have taken me out of first place in my division. As you know, within in our leagues this year, we're doing four divisions where only the division leaders make it to the playoffs or into the winners bracket in the playoffs. And I'm at six and three now, and and my uh, the guy right behind me is at six and excuse me at five and four or six and two or whatever it is. But he's one game back of me, and so had I lost and he won, he would have overtaken me. And it was simply because I took out Aaron Jones, thinking that the Cowboys defense was going to handle handle them. And boy, was I wrong. But uh, yeah. it, it definitely overall was a good game. Real close game came down to overtime with the Packers winning in overtime. But one of the games that stood out to me was, in fact, one of the five that we selected. And that was the Monday night football game between the Washington. No, um, yeah, between the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, here on this here program, we had four of <laughs> why your face dropped, bro. There are four of us that selected that game uh, based on the winners. And I want to give a shout out to Be Easy uh, of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, who was the one who picked the game, saying he knew that it was going to be a shocker. He knew it was going to be a good game. My question simply to him was, why didn't you pick the winner? Because of the four of us, only one person did. DJ Highstar, can you help me remember who of the four of us selected that game? Bruh. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Nah, but it was a good game. And, Happy and birthday. I will say this. It was a good game. I, I knew that they were going to win. I did not expect it to be in that fashion. But they, they seemed like every time that the Eagles wanted to come back and fight back, Washington was like, yeah, nah, you're good. Shutting the door. And, and, and overall, it was a good game. I'm glad. I think it was a good thing, and it will ultimately be a good loss for the Eagles because it's going to reinvigorate them and, and, and kind of get them that hunger back, and they may be able to finish out with the season with, if not just this one loss, the max maybe one more. Um, but what are your thoughts, or what were your thoughts on the Commanders and Eagles game? I was going. You, I guess, great <laughs> minds think alike because that's that's exactly where I was going next. Was that game? Um, definitely a a good game. Uh, shout out and prayers to Ron Rivera. He had lost his mother, so he's had an emotional post game um, kind of you know moment with his team or whatnot so that that was cool uh so philly philly started off bad and slow mm-hmm. and when you get behind the eight ball is is very hard to recover that momentum to be able to be in a position to you know to possibly win and um 
you can't overcome early mistakes a lot of times, especially in football. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, at the end of the game, they found themselves in a position. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. You know, right? He he turned on that 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 extra gear and was like, "Yo, I'm putting my team on my back. Let's go." You know what I'm saying? It's go time. And they was doing their thing. So one costly turnover happened. All right, cool. I think I think it was either a fumble or it was a pick six or something. It was something where he was getting right back on the field. Jalen Hurts was mm -hmm. gets back on the field. Nice, what, 30-yard, I think, maybe 35-yard throw. 34-yard, yeah, yep. The receiver catches it, falls down, proceeds to, I mean, as you would in that situation. Oh, it ain't touch me. I'm about to get you. some more. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, because I, I feel for them as, as a fan of a team that does type of stuff like that, you know, not top 10 stuff like that. Right. Oh, that was or, definitely a not top 10 performance. America's Funniest Home Videos type stuff like that. Yeah. I feel for teams or fans of teams like that. So in that moment, I felt for all of the Eagles fans, because I was like, they're not winning this game. <laughs> they're not winning this game. So, yeah, toward the end of the game, the writing was on the wall with those, with those turnovers. And then, you know, um, yeah, it, it it speaks to the Eagles team and their resiliency, the fact that they were in a position mm -hmm. to almost win. But at the same time, like I said, those early mistakes is, is often um, that you can't overcome that in, in professional football. And honestly, though, and I believe it's not just the early mistakes, but everything that possibly could go wrong consistently rent wrong like you oh, mentioned the, the missed face mask i'm sorry the missed face mask call the fumble that you just talked about the roughing the passer when a first down seals the game it's like everything that could possibly have gone wrong for them went wrong it's almost as if the universe knew that big cliff was the only one to pick that game and sent out the <laughs> buffalo <laughs> wild wings referees Trap out there or game. something yeah, yeah exactly but now, it, 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 I do not think that they will play a game that bad all season the rest of the year. They had as many turnovers, I think it was one or two more this game, than they had had all season previously. So I do not anticipate the Philadelphia Eagles playing that bad of a game unless this is just the beginning of a meltdown for them, similar to the 2016 Carolina Panthers. Started off the season 6-1, and one, went up to, went up to uh, Pittsburgh, lost terribly, like 51-14 to 14 or something, up in Pittsburgh and then just melted down for the rest of the season due to some injuries. But hopefully that's not what they're going to do. But again, I don't think so. I think they'll only have maybe one additional loss the rest of the year. Uh, another game that was incredibly exciting was the Vikings and the Bills games, man. Uh, that was literally one of the best games, if not the best game of the year. Um, now, again, because I know football and the sports Stradamus, I'm not going to talk about the ending and predicting correctly and almost correctly every out amazing outcome for the end of it. But I will ask you this. What do you think this says for the Minnesota Vikings? We talked about them last week and how we felt like, oh, they're just a regular season team. They're good, but they're not great. And in fact, all four of us that selected the games, we all picked against the Vikings. And in, in true fashion, <laughs> they went out there and said, hey, we are who we are and showed that their, man their mantle is real. What do you say this win against uh, the Bills, who are a lot of people's Super Bowl's favorites, what does that say about the Vikings? So, real quickly, my journalistic integrity will not allow me to carry on if I don't, because uh, I, I, I think, and I just think, Big Cliff, 
that you may have said during the score rundown Broncos uh, Bills in in the in the event that you did not I apologize to Carolina Sports Talk Nation but I just wanted to make that amendment right here kind of live what? and I apologize I apologize Bro, what are exactly you about, man? <laughs> that's how you're looking at me is exactly that <laughs> but no because I because when I heard it that's what I was thinking in my head what so uh, now and, and your I'll thoughts on the Vikings and the Bills and I almost said it just now too but and uh, so again and I'm getting to that because that was a game that yours truly picked mm. as game of the week as game of the week but let me ask you this: the same that's the same argument that be easy picked. Y'all like okay, y'all picked a game that was good. Why y'all ain't picked the winners? I didn't give him. I got shy him. I was like, well, why didn't you pick the winner? If you picked the game, why you ain't picked the winner? But I digress because one of us did. Exactly. Well, no, I didn't. I lied. I was about to say one of us did pick that one. No, none of us picked that no. one. But go ahead. Yeah, and it was a great game. It, it was, was absolutely a great, a great game. And the, one of the reasons that I picked that game again, um, it was the records, and and it was more or less. Um, both teams making a statement. I felt like whatever team won was going to make a statement in their respective uh, division and conference. Mm -hmm. So uh, had the Bills done that and where I'll, um, I, I think I'll speak about it whenever we're talking about our, our top five picks for this week. Okay. But had the Bills done that, they would have been in a position to do something, um, you know, something as far as making some separation, more separation. In, in their division and in uh with the Vikings doing what they've done, they're be able to uh create conversation like you and I are having right now, um, where they're actually, you know, on the radar. Cause uh my my mentor, he made made mention to it that they are a quiet, you know, one loss team. Uh one of the more quiet one loss teams that you've you've seen. Um so that's the thing about their success is you look at it, they have the pieces. You see mm -hmm. number four running the ball, you know what time it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? They have, I, I think about all the time that LSU team, and it's like that Justin Jefferson and um, Jamar Chase was on or whatever like that. Like, it's crazy at a, at a collegiate level or whatever like that. And then to see what they're doing at the professional level now or whatever. Anyways, you have Justin Jefferson. He's he's doing, he's going to do it. Um. Do you consider Kirk Cousins game man, more of a game manager or a playmaker? Oh, game manager to to the extent. Although in this game he made some tremendous throws. I know it's a lot easier when you're throwing to some of the types of receivers that he's throwing to, but he did make some throws. But ultimately, he's a game manager. And although I will concur with you and say that this showed this was a statement win, this shows that they are legit. I still do not trust him in the postseason. Because, again, it, it, it kind of echoes to the conversation that we had last week. They are a great regular season team. There's no doubt they've consistently been at least in the mix and or competitive. And especially in a year with Green Bay being as down as they are, that division is theirs at this point. But there is nothing in me. He is it's definitely going to be in a situation where he's got to show it in the postseason. All of this tremendous, outstanding, good throws in the regular season is cool. But much similar to what we talk about with the Panthers and why I don't really care what we do until it gets to us to a Super Bowl winning level. It's cool to win games in the regular season. What are you going to do in the postseason? That's one of my issues I had with Peyton Manning. He was one of the best, if not the best, regular season quarterback of all time. And he's got, what, two rings? One with Indy, one with Denver? And so until Kirk Cousins can put all of this together in the postseason, if you go... 
15 and two and lose in your first playoff game, it's a wasted season to me. Um, and I don't really care about what he does in the regular season. His the monkey won't get off his back until he wins in the postseason. So he's definitely a game manager to me. Duly noted. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, I don't have like too much more with that with that <laughs> game because I was, uh, you know, what 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 do you think about Josh Allen's performance in that game and kind of the exposure that people feel like he's, you know, he's shown some of his his opportunities, areas of opportunities or, or weaknesses. So the thing with the thing for Josh with Josh for me is I look at some of where he's been when he first started. He he reminded me a lot of Zach from um, up in New Jersey or New New York with the Jets. He had all of this potential and everybody's like, oh, he's so great. I was like, yeah, but show me. And what he's done consistently through his three years in the league is grow and be stronger. Does he still have weaknesses? Absolutely. Like that last throw to seal it in, in the seal that interception in overtime, that was just a me trying to do too much Brett Favre type of move. I can live with that because those are the types of things that he's shown through time that he's growing and overcoming and minimizing. So I don't I don't fault him at all because his performance was gritty, knowing that he was coming into the game with that elbow injury. I honestly didn't anticipate him even playing, period. And so for him to get out there and to to have that level of a performance, um, he gets nothing but respect for me from that. Um, but again, I'm actually going to put him in the same bucket as I would. He just gets to be at the top of the bucket, but he's in the same bucket with Kurt Cousins. You've shown that you've you can grow. You've you've had made progress with regards to your ability and your talents and your skill and your execution through the regular season. I don't care how many losses that you have through the regular season at this point. Show me what you're going to do in the postseason. And then that's when you can elevate yourself to another level and to the higher echelon with some of these other quarterbacks. I mean, he's performed in the postseason. Has he won a Super Bowl? He's performed in the postseason, bro. Cool story. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Listen, when you win a Super Bowl, that's a different level of execution. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in the history of the game because he's got the rings. And I grant, I hear that I hear people with the argument that, oh, it's a team game and da 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 da. When you do your job in the postseason and your team is able to support and or you're able to elevate them and be that catalyst, then you get rings. I would like to see him be able to get that monkey off his back and make it to a Super Bowl and ultimately win one. I'm actually rooting for them this year because I don't want and or think and or anticipate us going any, you know reasonable distance in these in the, in the playoffs this year although we are very much still alive and we'll talk about that in a moment i'd like to see the buffalo bills uh, finally go ahead and get one and josh yeah. allen can kind of break that curse for them yeah yeah that, that'll be nice um the, especially with all their you know like you like to call them the panthers north or whatever that, um bing! But, <laughs> but um so this is two games so far that we picked as games of the week. Did you want to go over any of the other ones, or did yeah, you have any other? absolutely. So the other one, one of the others that we selected was the Seahawks Buccaneers. Yet another one of the games that we all got wrong. <laughs> we all went with the Seahawks, anticipating that they would go out and um, take care of business in Germany against the Buccaneers. I don't know that we mentioned and/or spotlighted or highlighted the fact that it was in Germany. That may have made some difference for some of us, but 
they kind of went out there and almost laid an egg a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady looks true to his form. Uh, the team's rushing attempts and balance was there. He he made the throws. His receivers were finally making catches. It looks like they're getting healthy and turning this curve at the right time. Now, whether or not it had anything to do with Giselle moving across the pond and him finally being able to put some of the uh, <laughs> some of this divorce uh, stuff behind him, he mentioned that um, in a press conference that he the entire flight over there he just slept and had a chance to rest. He said it just felt like I hadn't rested in a while, bro. If sleeping is all you need to do, y'all get this man a Serta mattress. Get this man one of them sleep numbers. Uh, Dak, you got to hook up with them. You know, it's something. Look, I got I know a guy who got something that can put you to sleep for as long as you need to be. But if rest is all, it, hey, yo, relax. Uh, <laughs> if sleep is all he needs to to be able to come out and look like the old Tom Brady, I hope that he never gets sleep uh, with them being in the NFC South. Uh, I hope he never sleeps again. But ultimately, it looked good. I didn't anticipate it. And with a 21-16 victory, they, they're tops in the South right now. What were your thoughts on the Seahawks-Buccaneers game? Oh, man. That was another one, oh, man, that just like that that started the Sunday off. So, you know, coming off of Thursday's win, I'm like, let's see what we got, you know. You know let's see what what's, what's going on. You know, how many games can I take <laughs> from this out of five? But uh, yeah, it as the game went on, I started to realize how bad my pick was. As you said, <laughs> there, as far as with the Germany thing, yeah, um, the eyes of Seattle—they were just bigger in those lights. Under those lights, Tom Brady's experience really showed, and he and his leadership to to the rest of the team—it really showed. It's a lot of. There's one thing that I, another thing that I kind of judge quarterbacks on. I remember you asked me a couple of weeks ago what I would kind of build a quarterback, what I would have. But there's this intangible thing whenever it gets down to crunch time. Um, there's situations within the first half, it's two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. under three minutes. Toward the end of the game, situational, whether you, need, you know, you, whether you need a field goal to win or tie, or whether you need a touchdown to, you know, win or tie or a two-point conversion, whatever, situations under the two and a half minutes where you really see the um, composure, the resolve of some of these leaders um, and, and they just directing the show, you know. So uh, watching Tom Brady kind of just, again, direct the offense and then when they had it, you know, kind of, I think it was one of their last drives, he – it appeared that I think that he didn't have to really stay on the field perhaps, but he stayed on the field to make sure that the win was taken care of and solidified as far as, you know, the running backs getting to wherever they had to get to so that, you know, they could feel safe with the win and stuff. It was just a, a textbook win on a textbook situation on why I shouldn't have picked against. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say this to your point. It's always in that moment when you're watching the game and it's like, yo, wait. And and that's another thing about picking the games as early as we do. There's players that go out and may not be in and all that in the last time, game time decisions. But then once everything comes together, it's like, oh, yeah, now nah, this is absolutely I see why this happened exactly the way that it did. And I see where I was wrong. <laughs> that hindsight being 2020. So you're absolutely correct on that. One thing Tom Brady said. Um, I think it may have been right after the game in the post game, but he was like, you know, these are the type of games that you remember and that stand out to you. Mm. And I'm like, of 
course, like toward the end of this guy's career, this is the first game in Germany ever. Like, yep. Why is he gonna? Why is why why would he go down in history or in the books as somebody that lost that game? Whenever he has as much cachet as he does right now, right in the league and and building his legacy or whatever like that and solidifying that, why would he do that? So, yeah, it was a bad. It was that was a sour pick for me. <laughs> <laughs> Another sour pick for you came up in our fourth oh, game. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> I don't care. Good, Good luck. The Detroit Lions took care of business against the Chicago Bears with a score of 31 to 30. What were your thoughts in that game where we saw uh, 86 yards worth of penalties for the Chicago Bears and they just looked outmatched it was a close game but through much of it it didn't even seem or feel as close as it really was but any thoughts on the lions and the bears yeah my first thoughts was i think big cliff chose the lions <laughs> Dang. Dang. So that, that was my yeah that was my first thoughts it was a it it, <clears throat> it justin fields nice run mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. nice touchdown run nice Open, you know what I'm saying? Pause. What opened, open the field up, man. As far as like, you know, showing his speed and everything like that. On a designed <laughs> run, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, ex- exactly. But still, like, once you get to the second level of the defense, go ahead and downshift. Yeah, he was maneuvering. Yeah, like, like you would a Madden or, or something like that. Uh it was just a game. I thought that he had, man. I thought, I thought that the Bears would be able to secure that win. You know, shout out to the Lions. You know, I guess their resiliency is a lot of teams right now. I'll get to it whenever I get to my pick of the week. But <sighs> mediocrity, like, I guess it goes back to your word from from last season and, and from the basketball season, but parity. It's like, you know, slugging it out right now. Mm-hmm. So you can't be discouraged if you have four or five losses right now in the league. You just have to keep if you're a coach you got to get your guys motivated to keep their head down and keep working you know what i'm saying because it's just so much across the league that it's a lot of parody man i did not i did not see the lions getting that win man i guess salute to them swift shout out to deandre swift Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for for me there was a couple of things We, we talked a moment ago about the the hindsight looking at the games and saying oh i see the reason why the Bears are deficient at receiver. If we look at what they have, um, and I'm going to pull up the stats real quick. Cole Komet, their tight end, led them in receiving with four yards, excuse me, four receptions with 74 yards and two touchdowns. After him, Mooney with four. Pringle, one. Pettis, one. Claypool, one. Running back David Montgomery with one. Um, they don't have any receivers. Their offensive line is still trying to gel. They're, they're at least one, maybe two years away. I hope that they don't beat up Justin Fields too much. He's a talented young man, um, but I think they're going to find a way, find that he is very much molded in a smaller Cam Newton type fashion. He had 167 yards passing and 147 yards rushing. It's hard to win football games when you've got 20 more passing yards as a quarterback than you have rushing. He's essentially at that point a wildcat quarterback 
that might sling the thing every once in a while. And and defenses know that aside from like when he's able to get off and do what Sorry he does. But childish. say again. Sorry to be childish. What? Now go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead break loose. Yo, in there. I was throwing hey, the yo. Yeah, but it's 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 hard to win football games like that. Period. And so I'm hoping that the young man has an opportunity to stay healthy and that they put the talent around him necessary for them to be able to be competitive. Uh, this was also one one other added level of it was the St. Brown brothers battle for me, or the St. Brown Bowl, if you would, um, with Equiminius being one of the receivers for uh, for the Bears, but then Amon Ra being a receiver for the Lions. Him being healthy is a big key to them being successful. In the first three games of the season, when they were top two in offense in the league, league-wide in offensive yards per game, Amon Ra was a big part of that. And he had 10 catches for 120 yards in this game. And the more healthy he becomes, I think the more that they'll return to um, kind of to that shape that they were doing early in the, in the season. Um, now, granted, Jared Goff is still their quarterback. And Jared Goff is who we know him to be, although he did take L.A. to a Super Bowl and lost. But nonetheless, if they continue to get healthy, I could see them winning hmm, six games this year, and they're at three and six right now. So shout out to the Lions. Now, in another team that just played out of their minds and above what they probably should have, rounds out our top five from the previous week, your Carolina Panthers. Arrows. The fighting Eddie P's. <laughs> Now, the Panthers, man, in Thursday night, first of all, where did this offensive line come from? But the Panthers took care of business against the Falcons, 25-15 to 15 to uh, come a raise, fall to a 3-7 and seven record within the division. And although we're at 3-7, and seven, our three wins, at, too much to your point, are against the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if it's almost it, like I saw that though, yeah. it's almost like you, sir. Yeah, you absolutely said it. And I'm going to give my dog his props. I'm going to go ahead and give you the credit. You absolutely said that. My only thing in looking at it then was divisional wins. Okay, if we win five games and they're all against the division, and somebody else got sixteen wins, we still going to not make it to the playoffs. But with the rest of the division looking real trash like they are right now, so you're saying there's a chance? I do not. Let's let's be clear here, folks. There is no part of me that wants to see the Carolina Panthers begrudgingly and dirty tooth and nail fight their way to a playoff bout or a playoff spot at seven and 10. I do not want that. That does not benefit us right now. If the season ended today, we would have the third overall pick in the NFL draft. And with the third overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select a quarterback, hopefully who can make us not be trash moving forward. Now, if we go to on some little streak and somehow make it into the playoffs and, hey, we're fighting and we're gritty, we won a playoff game, and then we lost. Yo, every time we do some dumb stuff like that, that's dropping us further in the draft, and that's stupid. That does not make sense, and I do not want to see that. Now, am I worried about that? No, because we got a whole lot more football to play, including going to see the Baltimore Ravens this week. I think we'll return to more like the team that we look like in Cincinnati. Again, Atlanta is a team that we know. It's a team that we play tough every time that we play them. And letting that last one slip away the way that we did, they had some grit. Now, it is great. It is amazing to see that that's something that they can dig deep. 
I just wanted to pack it in for a little bit. Like, I, we know that it's there, and hey, good job. Pat on the back. Good job. Everybody bonuses all the way around. But hold some of that grit for next year when we can actually be good and do something with it. That's my only thing. But in this game, um, Marcus Mariota also was incredibly terrible. <laughs> Throwing 19 for 30 with 186 yards and just looking like he was uncomfortable the entire time. A lot of that had to do with our defense, but a lot of it had, had to do with him sucking. But the Panthers themselves, oh, hey, yo. Nah, but I'm just saying, yeah, that's 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 heightened for FCC. That, that, <laughs> that's, you know I'm saying? Like, that's strong language Like with regards. Like outside of the pauseworthy stuff, I'm just saying that that's very strong language. He was terrible. You know who else? Yeah, you know who else was terrible? Who's that? The kicker. <laughs> so as we alluded to and kind of gave you some insight to earlier yes i absolutely must have put some uh bad juju or whatever on mr young ho q because i talked about how he was during our game two weeks ago he was clutch he he hit the ones that he was supposed to in the way that our kicker did not and in this game he did He, he our kicker made the kicks he was supposed to and young ho q didn't it's what do, you, what do you want me to do, bro? You want me to go and let <laughs> it's football. It's football. It's literally football. It happens. It's why kickers come a dime a dozen. You get one that's good, you lock on to them, you hold them tight. Um, or you do like the Panthers do and try to like just draft really good ones year after year and let them go kick 55 plus yarders for other teams in Washington. What do you want to do? Shout out to Joey Sly. But um I, I loved I loved seeing the grit the whole time watching the game. I was just confused because I was like Who's on the of line is this? Like, did we just be like, hey, yo, Cowboys from the 80s. Can we hold y'all line real quick? With well, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, with Foreman rushing 31 times. Now, I will say that largely it was a commitment to the to the rush. What? No, because, okay, or to the audience, I'm, I just got a big ear-to-ear grin or whatever like that. But it's, again, <laughs> we're thinking about the same thing, and that's what we were just now no, I give you the floor. No, I give you the floor. <laughs> that was, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. And we do this, bro. Why are you surprised by the right? synchronicity, bro? We do this. But he, what isn't the Falcons a former team of his? The Falcons released him last season. Yes, sir. So he had. That's why I was, was going to say where a lot of his motivation behind the offensive mm-hmm. line's performance as well had came from. Um, was that but go ahead yeah. 31 that's, rushes that's for 130 yards 4.2 yard average and a touchdown and then uh, we had a lavisca chenault sighting uh two catch two carries rather one of them I, it was a pass we all know it was a pass but because of the angle that it was tossed to him if he takes one if pj takes one step back and makes that same toss it's a pass but it wasn't so it went for 42 yards and a t- or excuse me for 41 yards and a touchdown but overall, the line looked good. Now, if we can stay, keep this line moving forward, we might be able to, you know, be healthy in what, next what year. What do you want? What do you want? Hey, okay. I, and next year, do some things. I want them to get the experience and, and, and have that continuity together and grow. I just don't want them to be winning nothing this year because it's, it's senseless, wasted wins. Like for what, it bro? Character. It builds character. It builds a winning environment. It builds character in a winning environment, and it builds you a bridge away from a good quarterback bro, next why, year. Why are you clowning me, today? brother? <laughs> I'm not trying to clown you. I'm clowning them for thinking that that's a good it idea, bro. Builds character. It builds character. 
<laughs> you were being a bully today. People, yo, people stink or whatever. Oh man, bro! I'm just That's calling. It. You're acting up because it's your birthday week. Yo, and I'm dude. so ready, bro. When I cut this microphone off, bro, I am in birthday mode. Oh, now you. <laughs> this is off the rails. I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> so the Panthers need to not win, but again, I think they knew that, and as such, PJ Walker's got a high ankle sprain. <laughs> yeah, and here comes uh, your boy. Oh. oh, what what do you think about? Uh, his uh, wrestling celebration the with the headbutts. Listen, this, this franchise, I'm so over. It's almost like they listen to the show. And when I say, y'all, what are y'all doing? We don't need to win. Cool. Say no more. Hey, yo, PJ, go ahead and sit down real quick. Baker, you want to get <laughs> you want to get a go at it? Um, but with him headbutting in celebration, he was excited. I get that he was trying to um, invigorate and, and he was invigorate the players and decided, hey, come on and pump them up. But bro, come on now. <laughs> you were did, did one not, shake away from a concussion protocol, bro. Like, relax. Now, as we went back in the archives uh-huh. at the beginning of the show, there's a chance. I mean, um, I'm, there's a there's a very little chance. We we probably won't do this, audience. But I believe that I was one of the I was one that said he is perfect for Charlotte, especially the bar scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most definitely, and I do All remember you saying that. He is one thousand percent primed for that. But nonetheless, we're going to move forward. We have five new games to pick this week. Um, I'll let you actually go st- start first with the game that you selected for this week. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, we're hot. The mic's hot. The yeah, you good? <laughs> okay. No, the uh, the game that I selected this week, I believe, is the the Bills and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Bills. Excuse me, the Patriots, the Patriots, and the Jets. You sure? Yes. Yes, that is the game you selected. Jets at the Patriots. I apologize, audience, but yeah, no. So the Patriots and the Jets. Um. So the reason that I selected the game is the implications in the division itself. Um. It's that's one of the the the, the tougher divisions currently. Uh, as far as the way that they're playing and stuff like that, uh, there's actually one. Um, there's one. T- well, the one division, in other words, that I, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, y'all can correct me. Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk or you know Carolina Sports Talk back on Facebook. Yeah. But there's one division <laughs> that all four teams have a winning record, and that's the AFC East. Mm. Again, you guys could check me, fact check it. I know in the NFC East, the Commanders is you know behind a little bit. That's the that's the other strong strong division. But nevertheless, inversely, do you know what team what division has uh, five hundred or below with all four teams? If I were to guess off the top of my head, but I'm not going to guess because I already know it is the NFC South. Indeed. The mm-hmm. NFC, sorry, South. Sorry, South. So, <laughs> so um, but no, to put everything in perspective, uh, their division is wide open. And also, it is a high chance, high, high chance that the one of the wild cards are coming out of that division. You know, um, I wouldn't put the bank on it in, to say two, uh, but it's just positioning in that division. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the 
these type of games definitely matter toward the end of the season. Definitely, definitely. I think um, that that's going to be a really great game. And honestly, I think the winner of that game is going to win the division. And we'll talk about who I think it is in a moment. But Be Easy is back with us this week selecting a game. He selected the Sunday night game, which features the Kansas City Chiefs charging up their way to L.A. to take on the Chargers. See what I did there? Whoa. <laughs> oh. Birthday week magic. Listen, we own, baby. But uh, I anticipate that being a good game as well. The Chiefs are, of course, the Chiefs. The Chargers are sneakily and quietly starting to get a little bit more healthy. They're sitting right now at 5-4. and four. A win over a Kansas City Chiefs team will take them to 6-4 and four and then hold possibly a tiebreaker if you know things can start swinging their way. I think Mike Williams may be able to play this week. Um, if not, you know, makes it a little bit of a different game. But I, I, I like – it's no, no uh, – mistakes no confusion i like and have mentioned that i like herbert as a quarterback i wish we had drafted him as a quarterback but um i i think this will be a good game too what are your thoughts off top against kc against la there's a lot of people that that i wish we could have drafted facts <laughs> quarterback. but no that that is definitely going to be a great game um as you mentioned uh with la getting healthy and then with them hosting the chiefs i definitely expect it to be a closer game than uh you know, then then I would have a, a several weeks back. Um, but yeah, I'll, I guess I'll give my pick whenever we're whenever we're giving picks. Okay. Know, but that's going to be a good game, man. Definitely one of those Sunday night games that you could you can enjoy because it's the only game on. Now another good game that we um, have on the slate this week, Mister Eric T. His game of the week is the Cowboys versus the Vikings. Now the Vikings themselves coming off that slim win in overtime against the buffalo bills got to go right back into the buzzsaw and take on the cowboys this week man uh i I, (laughs) i'm gonna reserve my thoughts for when we make the pick but i anticipate this one being a really good one but probably not even as close as the buffalo bills game was um what are your thoughts i agree i I think this is going to be a good game as well um you know and yeah a lot of my thoughts is going to be wrapped up in who i'm choosing uh, to win, uh, but you know, again, similar to Minnesota's last game. So, with this, it is whether it's regular season or not, it's mm-hmm. going to be a well earned. Again, I think optimistically, if they were to win out or have you know some some great record, it is they're they're tested. In other words, their their schedule is not weak yeah, at all. So, definitely, absolutely. Um, so. You know, uh, kudos as as far as with what they've, how they how far they've come, and then we'll see kind of you know through this patch of couple of games and, and stuff like that, especially with this game in particular, what they end up doing. Um, but it, it's it's gonna be a game that <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like I'm echoing myself for like a broken record, but it's gonna solidify one way or the other uh, mm-hmm. some positioning in that respective division uh, with regards to winning the division more or less looking for a wild card now and i also add this with both teams being nfc teams it's definitely going to make a difference in the level of execution and and, and even motivation oh, yeah. as a result um without picking or revealing i guess your your pick for the game which team of these two do you feel like could suffer a loss who would who does a loss hurt more hmm 
that's not a mm, it, I think it's Dallas. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. I, I can see that. Think, I think I think that Minnesota got a couple paces on the rest of the the division, especially in exactly, so, especially in there. You know, you racing a couple a pack with a pack. You know, you racing with your cousins and stuff like that, and you could like really quickly glance back ah, just to catch mm-hmm. how far I got. You know, they they're in a position where they can kind of you know. I know give a little head swivel. Just one, yeah. The package just one. They always gonna be there, but and just look. Okay, I got this much space. Okay, we good. Definitely. I agree. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that reflects in the picks. But the two games that I am selecting for the week, of course, the Carolina Panthers traveling themselves up to Baltimore, uh, flying up to Baltimore, one would even say, to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I've got to be honest here, bro, and I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to say something on this program. I may have said before, if not, you know, hey, shoot, cool. I am a fan of the Baltimore Ravens. For a long time, our franchises have mirrored one another. Um, even all down to Steve Smith going there when he left us. But I, I love the way that they've played ball um, all the way back to Ray Lewis. I, I, I like watching the Ravens. So shout out to Baltimore. I, I anticipate this being, uh, I don't even want to say a good game. I'm just going to, it's going to be a fun game. That's all I'm saying because I've got, uh, of course, my stake in the Panthers. I've got Lamar as my fantasy quarterback on one of my, a couple of my squads. And so I'm overall looking forward to see what he's able to do with our defense. <laughs> Humbling some of these fans is like, we won. We still got a chance. No. But anyway, uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts? Oh, without doubt. Not to mention Gus is coming back. So they're, 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 they're running games. Yeah, nah, they're going to get at least 255 yards of rushing against us. Stop it. But go ahead, dog. No, I was going to say, you know, um, had it not been – for it being homecoming week, uh, that's probably a game that I would have traveled up to and, mm-hmm. you know, got the, you know, nice experience of the away game road trip uh, vibe going on. So, you know, but you know, homecoming's here. But uh, I I don't, I guess for Carolina Sports Talk, so I can see why you would pick that as a game of the week. But <laughs> I don't, outside of that, you know. I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Panthers lose. Yeah, no. And it, 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 I, you know, I, now go ahead, say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Can I, it's, it's an unrelated question to, to the Panthers game, real quick. And it's kind of been on my mind the whole show, bro. Here we go. They're up front of the lobo or front lobe or whatever. Did you just select. Did you want to do just an all NFL show uh, because of how the Lakers are doing? <laughs> Stupid! I'm not gonna let you get the uh, chance. Man, all right. We, do we need to talk about basketball? Say, you know, we vowed, we vowed to talk about NFL. Just wanted this to get that in there. Guy here. You know what? Just for that one, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, where's that? <laughs> You just had to find a way to just kick kick my team while they down, bro. I think we have an answer, audience. Meanwhile, the last game of our selectum this year is this week rather is yet another game that is a divisional game, one that I think will be a good game. Um, both teams are playing into some some really good form right now, getting healthy at the proper time. It is the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Steeler Country to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm excited for this one. I fully anticipate 
that uh, has to anticipate. I really hope that Jamar Chase is back. They The reason they did not put him on the IR originally with a hip injury was knowing that they had that bye week and then that they had the Steelers coming out of it. And so there are some reports that he has been running, doing some exercise and getting kind of some movement, testing that range, and hopefully he's going to be able to practice this week. I really hope so. I don't think so. But Steelers, Bengals, what are your thoughts? Signature games Mm -hmm. are often – come on, man. You can't add – I'm trying to do my impression of you, bro. (laughs) Ad-lib me, man. Why, yo? I'm trying to be as professional as possible. This Why are you mocking me? But go ahead, go ahead, do your thing. Off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Signature and rivalry games are often organically created and produced, as I alluded to earlier with the Cowboys-Packers game. There's certain games in the NFL that you just know. Both teams are going to be able to get up for hey, yo. Jets Patriots. Yeah, pause. Jets Patriots. You know what I mean? Ravens Steelers. The beautiful thing about the Bengals Steelers uh, rivalry mm-hmm. is it was it was like that prior to us being of you know an I guess I don't know adult age of enjoying sports entertainment or whatever like that. It was like that back then, boomer sizing and all of that. You know what I mean? Terry Bradshaw's and all that. It was like that. Then boomer we sizing. Yeah. Then we had the uh opportunity or the privilege to see a lot of, you know, um AJ Green years with against Ben Roethlisberger's and Chad Ochocinco's or whatever like that against the Steelers and stuff like that. So this is going to be a great game. This is going to be, you know, this is one of those them AFC North games that that you'll be able to watch and enjoy even if neither of the teams is your favorite team. Right. Honestly, I, everything you just said was very well said. So congratulations, Big Cliff. Because I was mocking you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good to me. But no, I, I agree. This is a it's a storied, although sometimes lopsided battle. It ain't no more. And with the Bengals only sitting at five and four, they're they're hungry. And then, like I said, both teams are getting healthy at the right time. It looks like T.J. Watt um, will be playing in this game, so that's going to make a huge difference for this offense. Uh, up, well, the offense of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against that Steelers defense. Um, I'm excited. I want to see it. They're at the Pittsburgh Steelers are at three and six right now, but you know Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season and. I don't think this is going to be the first one for him. Um, and so mm. games like this are definitely going to be key to. Oh, it's, hot. Uh, it's hot. But no, honestly, uh, it's kind of more along the lines of just falling in, in into what history has showed us. So, um, yeah, without further ado, bro, what do you say? Let's go ahead and pick some of these games, man. Sure. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Enthusiasm. First up, the New Jersey I said what I said. The New York Jets at the Patriots. Which way are you going, bro? Uh, if I go with the Jets, then I won't be allowed back uh, at the spot, uh, you know, off the Dale. So I am going to go with the Patriots on this one. Think, mm. Again, home game, uh, definitely the defense. The Jets' defense is something to watch out for. But, again, I'm hoping that these uh, – time of possession and some of these traditions in football strategy 
um, you know, start to supersede some of the Madden antics of the going forward on four down and stuff like that. So hopefully, you know, um, Patriots take care of business at home. All right, got Patriots. Be Easy is going with the Jets. Our man Eric is also going with the Jets. I, however, am going to side with you, and I'm going with the Patriots. I think being at home, although the Jets have been playing some tremendous football, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to let them come into his house and take care of them that in that way. So, nah, I'm going Patriots in that one. Next up, Panthers at Ravens. Be Easy has the Ravens. Eric has the Panthers. I am going to go Panthers, of course. Although I realize that the outcome may not be in my favor. I'd love to see a good game, but I'm sticking with the home team. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride with my squad till I ain't riding with them no more. Panthers at Ravens. Which way are you going, bro? Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. All right, so we got two and two so far. It might be a little bit more balanced this week instead of the records that reflect. And speaking of the records, Be Easy this week, unfortunately, started us off with an 0-5 record. He didn't get any of the games correct, not even the one that he selected, knowing that it was going to be a thriller. Eric went 1-4, and four, going correct with the Panthers. Uh, DJ Highstar, what was your record of the week? You know everybody else's, bro. Happy birthday. Your record was one and four for the week you also. Remember that conversation that we had off of air? You know, <laughs> you want to bring that up right now? And then I had a record of three oh and gosh, two. This guy. So Why are you asking me my record? Oh, and five, one and four, right one and there. four, and three and two. Let's move forward. Chargers at the Chiefs. Which way are you going in Chargers Chiefs, bro? I like that game. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't like the other week when I bet against Andy Reid. I think that the Chiefs are kind of catching another gear, and um, the way that Pat Mahomes and the gang have selected McKinnon over Edward Tolaire, mm-hmm. they're starting to really like adjust to that. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster is looking very good. And uh, then you got your old dependable, Mr. Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And sorry for the long drawn out. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I just like what I've been seeing as far as their team building up the past couple weeks. Yeah, you went Chiefs. Be easy went Chiefs. I'm actually going Chiefs. Quietly, Kadarius Toney might end up being one of the better trades in a steal of the 2022 season. But hold that thought. And then our man Eric is actually going the other way in a, in a bold move, taking the Chargers in this one. So we'll be uh, attentive to watch that game as well. Next up, Cowboys at Vikings. I think I'll pick that one first. Although the Vikings are coming off that big win against the Buffalo Bills and the Cowboys themselves, you know, they're the Cowboys and just suffering their, their loss. I'm going Cowboys. I think what you alluded to earlier, they have more to lose in this one than anybody else. Uh, that wasn't anybody else. Then, then the Vikings. I'm going Cowboys. Uh, Be Easy has selected the Vikings. Eric has selected the Vikings. DJ Highstar. Cowboys at Vikings. Which way are you going? I just, I hate choosing, uh, <laughs> like whatever. It's not, you know, locked in. Pause. But um, the that game itself. Again, Dallas does, I feel, stand to lose more if they lose that game. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm picking the Vikings because mm-hmm. I would love to see Dallas lose 
and stand to lose as much as they need to. I'm, I, I, and I hear you. The Cowboys will not lose this game. And I appreciate all of y'all picking the Vikings because that's yet another game right. that I'll stand alone and get that dub on. You know what I'm talking about? But our final game of the afternoon uh, for us picking Bengals at Steelers. Which way are you going? Matter of fact, I'll give you the other picks and then we'll go there. Be easy, of course, is picking his Steelers because he's loyal to his team. And then Eric is picking the Bengals. Which way are you going? Bengals at Steelers. Yeah. I, and like a... Um, in like a bizarro world or like some kind of multiverse or whatnot and stuff like that with me and like be easy was of course still brothers but he showed <laughs> reverence to my teams whenever they play and stuff like that and whenever he picked against us he always and picks I against may, us he literally exactly, picked against I, us today I, I may feel a type of way for not picking the Steelers but he doesn't do that you know uh, he doesn't feel oh, bad I see at you're all doing there. so I shall pick the Cincinnati Bengals in this who was it who day who day? Yeah. Who day? Uh, so yeah, we're gonna go with Bengals on this one. Shout out to Pac-Man Jones, man. Carlos Dunlap. You know what I'm saying? Chad Charleston. Cinco, Let's go, dog. I'm actually gonna ride with the Steelers in this one. I think the return of okay. T.J. Watt is gonna make a huge difference for this defense that's already been stepping their game up a little bit. You had a player of that caliber, um, fresh. If he's healthy, he's gonna be a a chain wrecker. And I'm going Steelers in this one. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, the week rolls out. Similar to what we did last last week, we want to go ahead and give you guys the opportunity to participate and be a part of it as well. So those of you who follow me personally on Instagram, on Facebook, you can check it out also on the Carolina Sports Talk page on <laughs> on IG. We're going to go ahead and share the pick'em to allow you guys to be able to be a part of it and participate as well. So if you want to participate, I am keeping a record of the scores at home, uh, not at home, in the system. So if you pick them and if you feel like you have a better record than one of us, share it. Let us know and we can go and pull it up and verify. And we'd definitely like to see you guys beat the the pros. Go ahead. So uh, the next, I'm trying to think if we should exclude or include us four. Um, but the next person to pick um, and have a winning percentage of, of a thousand or whatever, or mm -hmm. all five for five, Krispy Kreme dozen donuts. There it is. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to my dog, DJ Highstar. So, if yeah. guys, in case oh. you missed that, if you go 500, excuse me, if you go 1,000 and pick all five of the games corrected this week, you win a Krispy Kreme dozen of donuts, courtesy of DJ High Star. So shout out the dog, man. Does that you said it excludes us? So if I go five and order this week, I can't get the donuts. No, I'm, I'm, and I was thinking that in real time. Should I exclude us? Nah, especially with y'all going zero and five, one and four. No. If you want to exclude me, because you know it wouldn't be fair. You know what I'm saying? Sports Stradamus out here with y'all boys. If, if everybody could get donuts, I want to be able to get donuts. Yeah, I want some donuts too. Nah. All right, so there you have it. Yeah, the the uh, and y'all the audience y'all can hear our picks live, so y'all know that we not, you know, bull jiving and nothing like that. Um, so yeah, the first I, now I don't know what I'm gonna do if like six people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and no shade to anybody that picked. 
you ain't got to worry about the 17 people getting all five, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. some of these picks, they look like, oh, that's my favorite color. Click. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless. But yeah, so that's the easy way to get free dozen donuts is and, and to interact with the show. Y'all go ahead and make y'all picks. And if you pick all five games right, I got a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, one more time. Shout out to my dog. We appreciate that, man. So y'all go ahead and make sure y'all participate online. Again, following us on Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk, Facebook page at Carolina Sports Talk, yours truly, Cliff Smith on Facebook. Hit us up, man, and make sure you, you go ahead and vote in and, and get your heard your voices heard as well. But before we go really quickly, a couple of housekeeping things we want to uh, definitely give a huge shout out to the Benedict College Tigers, winners of the SIAC Conference, finishing the regular season with a 10-0 record now, 11-0 with conference champs. They've got a first-round bye. They will be hosting an NCAA Division II playoff game. They are the number seven team in the country, man. Shout-out to the Tigers. We've, we've got a special uh, post-game press conference that we'll go ahead and air for you guys at a later date. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and drop it now. Without further ado, here are some excerpts from the post-game press conference from the SIAC Championship. Well, praise God, first of all. When man says no, God says yes. And um, to God be the glory, you know, because we've come so far in a short period of time, and I'm just humbled and grateful that we're here. You know, one of our philosophies when I first came in is, you know, we want to chase A's, B's, C's, and D's. Well, we've been doing a good job with A's and B's. C's are championships. So now we were able to say we got the first championship in the history of Benedict College football and football. And uh, and then we're, our guys are going to graduate and get degrees. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm proud of all our coaches, all our young men for their hard work, their dedication, our support staff. I mean, you got to be dedicated to do this. And we're just grateful for the administration from pouring into our program. We've got a very supportive administration, the campus community, the faculty, staff, the city of Columbia, everybody has bought into our program, and we're just so grateful to be able to deliver the first SIC championship to Benedict College. What's going I mean, it's just, just grateful, grateful more than anything. It really hasn't hit me yet, you know, because I'm already thinking about the playoffs. My, my mind goes to the next thing, but I'm going to try to enjoy this one at least for 24 hours. Coach, there was a point in the third quarter when the game seemed well in hand that you could be seen from the sidelines still coaching hard, telling everybody to focus. What do you do moving forward to maintain that focus while allowing folks to still celebrate and enjoy this conference championship? Well, they're not going to celebrate to us to us all said and done. You know, they got to stay focused and locked in through it all. There's 60 minutes of football. You know, there's not 45 minutes. So we have to finish games. And again, we had another, that's three weeks in a row, we had a pretty dominating performance, but we got to finish better. You know, the game of football is 60 minutes. I don't want to play three quarters, two quarters. I want to play four quarters of dominant football. And I'm just grateful, though, that the guys find a way to win a football game because it's hard to win games. 50% of the teams in America won, 50% of the teams in America lost. So we're grateful to win, but I want to win the right way and do things the right way. But I am super proud of our team, super proud of our support staff, super proud of our coaches because we put in a lot of hard work. And I'm just grateful that we're able to say that we are the SIC champions. Coach, you talked about this community. They've been waiting a long time to see that trophy in Benedict hands. What does it mean to you to be the one to be able to help deliver 
so proud. So proud. You talk about the buy-in from the coaches. The team reflects that buy-in alongside yourself and the other coaches. How did you instill it in the players to, to, to go one and each week and still kind of have fun out here? It, start, it starts with love. We tell our players every day, I love you. A lot of our young men may or may not have a, a, a father in their home. So as men that are in their lives every day, telling them how to go to class, how to do the right thing off the field, social life. When we tell them we love them and we show them we love them every day, they'll run through that wall for you. And these young men have bought into what we do because they show, we know, they know each and every day. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And these young men know that we genuinely love each and every one of them. What about that start today, that offense? You guys are clicking. What, what was going right in just the Phoenix and everyone seemed to be in sync on offense, especially those first four or five drives? Oh, just, just believe, man. You know, we have a, a very explosive offense. I think we're very, very good up front with the offensive line. Our quarterback is definitely a dual threat, and he's explosive. He can make some things happen. I, I really believe wholeheartedly we got two of the best running backs in the country, with Zaire Scott and the Duhar, and we have uh, Davon Smith can come in and do some things as well, as well as JT, Jalen Taylor. So we have a very explosive backfield, and we got some receivers that can stretch the field vertically. So ultimately, when you put all those pieces of the puzzle together, we feel like we have a pretty good explosive offense, but guys have to do their 1-11. There's 11 on offense. Everybody's got to do their job, and when they do that, we have a very, very explosive offense. Coach, I know as soon as regular season was over last week and you finished 10-0, you started beating the drum, asking fans to come here, fill up to Charlie, 11,000 strong. What is your message to the fans who didn't show up and missed out witnessing Benedict history in person? I'll tell you what, you missed the show today. <laughs> if, if you didn't come, I mean, you're talking about we we won on all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. So, you know, we just like to – we're going to get a first-round bye. We're going to get a home game. Those that didn't make it for this championship game, come out and see us in the playoffs. This will be the first time in the history that we're able to uh, participate in the Division II playoffs. Looks like we're going to be a number one seed. So, you know, come on out to Charlie Johnson Stadium and come see what we have to offer. And we have something special here at Benedict College. Looper had another big, big game. He's the best player of the year at the SIAC. Talk to us about how special of a talent he is. And then, two, you guys, you know, you won this game pretty handedly. What does a win like this say about the program and the culture that you're building at Benton? Well, listen, first of all, if I'm going to talk about Luber, I'm not going to talk about him as a football player first because he's probably the most amazing man you ever meet. First of all, he's a man of God. He loves God. All right, that's the first thing. Second thing, he's a 4.0 student. All right, he's an amazing student, okay? And he's a really, really, really good football player. And he's on our leadership council. He is a guy that's 100% bought into the entire program. He doesn't say many words. Now, he's not a man of a lot of words, but his actions show. He's a leader by actions, and we're so grateful to have Lubert in this program. He is, he is a special young man, and he's made us better, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And what was the second part of the um, question? What is a win like this, a dominant win like this? What does that say about the culture you're building at Benton? We got something special here. Uh, I, I think we have all the things that we need to be successful. We're in a great location. We're in Columbia, South Carolina. It's football territory. We're in, we're, in, we're in a great place with great people, and we have a great academic staff. We have a great uh, culture. We have great guys. That, the whole entire campus community is bought into Benedict College football. If you walk on campus, we don't say hi and bye. Everybody on campus, from the administration to the physical plant, go Tigers.
Go Tigers. They're, they're bought in. They love being in college football. And that's something that we started here when we got here in February of 2020. So it's a lot of love around here. It's a, it's a small campus, but it's a family-oriented campus. That each and every one loves each other, and they're all bought into our Benedict College football program. Yeah, Doc, it was a privilege to be out there with Coach and, and, and with them, man. Listening to who he is and how much he loves those players, bro, is no wonder, like he said, those fellas will run through a brick wall for him, man. And, and it's it's evident on the field and, and in, their, in their play this season. Yeah, I mean, I think one important thing about it is perspective on on this season. Like as you mentioned, a lot of people would say that they went eleven and zero, but um, as you put in your caption and stuff on your socials, and as Coach would put it, they went one and zero for eleven straight weeks. And every single week, they took it as a new challenge, and you know, scrap what we did last week, um, ego out the door, and showed up and 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 definitely you know performed. So shout out to Benedict. Yeah, and in and, and a lot of other teams and in any other instance of or any other iteration of this team having a week off for a bye week after having celebrated a conference championship and then to go home for the holidays and then to come back, I think that would be too daunting of a task. But for that very same reason, each week they come back with their hard hats on, ready to play football. And I like their chances to kind of go deep in this playoffs. And so I'm excited and definitely anticipating looking forward to them winning and, you know, putting on a good show out there at Charlie W. Johnson stadium. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week, definitely before Thanksgiving. But one other thing we wanted to mention this past week, there was a senseless killing on the campus of university of Virginia, where three young men, three bright and promising young men lost their lives. Um, we definitely wanted to not only give a moment of silence, but to kind of reflect a little bit on those gentlemen. So um, at this point, we just pause for a quick moment of silence for those lives that were lost in that tragic incident. Hi, Star. Uh, you and I talked a little bit off air prior to... Um, it's, it's crazy how quickly things happen and how senseless things are in the world. Um, friend of the show, Coach Eric Morton, uh, had the opportunity to coach one of the young men's, as you mentioned, and you brought to my attention. Um, one of them, his cousins is here. He's from here in the Charlotte area. His cousin is one of my students. It's just, it was it's senseless and it's, it's rough knowing that there's so much hurt going on out there, man. Um, it's just crazy, bro. Yeah, it's definitely a wild situation. Um, it takes me back uh, maybe close to 10 years ago now, I want to say, but the Blacksburg situation, mm -hmm. uh, Virginia Tech. Yep. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it's wild to... It's wild to know that these things are happening, but it's even wilder to know that when you hear the news of some of these things happening, you're desensitized to feel a type of way. Like you are like nowadays you have to almost live like nothing can surprise you right? or whatnot. So that's, that's definitely wild as well uh, to know this seven degrees of separation as people put it, that uh, I was to a lot of these young men is also um, eye opening eye-opening in itself because 
a lot of the guys that we cultivate out of the South Carolina, North Carolina areas, they go on to do great things, whether it's in the sports arena or in the arena of business or anything else. They go on to do great things, first and foremost, along the uh, coast, the southeastern coast and the east coast. Mm -hmm. But then ultimately, you know, nationally and globally as well. But, you know, when we're talking about recruiting athletes and things like that these schools that you know are on the east coast they're closest to the carolinas so a lot of times they end up getting our talent and stuff like that and um you know it's just it's definitely unfortunate so prayers and condolences to those young men's families and and everything like that definitely and you know may their legacies live live on absolutely to all those affected by it um y'all and I know it's a sports show, and we appreciate you guys for tuning in in Carolina Sports Talking. We want you to love your family members. Sports has a way of bringing people together of all different um, backgrounds, nationalities, creeds, religions, beliefs, thoughts, sexualities, orientations, so many different things. Sports has a way to bring us together. And so we love the opportunity to come into your homes, into your phones, and your ears, pause each week and, and to kind of give you that, that togetherness and to have some debate and embrace some discussion. So thank you for the opportunity. Uh, as we continue to move forward, uh, heading towards the Thanksgiving season, just love your family, man. Love, love the people that love you be and embraced with those who you care about. And if it's through sports, continue to do so. And we just thank you again for the opportunity to come to you each and every week. Uh, and at this point, this is going to be our outro, man. No music, no nothing else. Um, Another episode of Carolina Sports Talking the Books. We thank you and uh, go love your people, man. We out of here. Peace.